0: So the nice word, The Pusik says, Bain, what they have to do to be to Make sure to take away that Yetzihora that you have." So the Shem brings from his idea, The Kotzker He says that the Pusik before that says, Kali's was coming, and they want to be vayam dilefnashem. They want to, get they want to be highly gefolk. They want to get madriges. They want to be So Shemushabani tells them, "You're looking for Madraigas? No, Take away the zahar that you have, and you'll be zoychut to be yidum lelach mpoedasham. That's what the Kalske says. Instead of what you think it may be, that's going to bring you dilefnashem. It's, it's taking away the zahar. So the Shemushabani explains that, of course, were already after the Khatwai and the d'chiva. And they already, you know, they took care of the yatzahara. And they did, they take it, the chivu was But as much as a person is in the salad, every time a person comes to a, a, a higher level, there's more to do chiva. Because that which was not con- considered considered navaida on the previous level, but now that you're a better person, now that you're uh, you know, you you've fixed yourself already, you took care of certain things, now there are now there are new things that are considered uh yatsahara they have to do chiva uh he says, even though there are things that for most people wouldn't be considered a achet, but for Anshemala, because of the big madraigah, now it's considered a achet, and that's why it says Tzadikim Hashem is <laughs> more makbar on tzadikim. Why? Because based on the Madraigah, there are things that they shouldn't be doing, which for other people wouldn't be considered so bad. He brings a cute master that the Rav Sh-Saruf went after Tashlech, went to Tashlech, and he saw his rebbe, the Rebbe from coming back from Tashlech, and the rebbe asked him, "Where are you going?". I'm going to pick up the avirus that the Rebbe threw in. That was a virus after for me, considered like mitzvahs. And he said, and he explains to me, that's not a joke. That's really how it is. What for, some, what for one person is considered something wrong for another person not yet considered something wrong. He says that even though Kolagisul was really on a madraigah, you know, after the Chetuaygo did chiva, and they really were, they really were on a higher madrager. They really did do chiva. They didn't have that. That simply as Torah that they had earlier. But now, is telling them, There's a new Yatara. There's a new that really would not been, would, would not have been considered an Avayra, and when you take care of that, you'll be zayich to the adu alach Hashem. Now, there's a lot to talk about this idea, but I'll just mention it in regard to, to one point, and it has to do with the question that I'm going to read, and that is that sometimes you know somebody's doing something when it comes to shul bias, or even chenuchabuna, and you know the thing itself is not so terrible. There are worse than that, you know, and some people are fine with it, some people are fine with, uh, you know, people do things worse than I do, I'm not not the worst one, you know, and it's true, you're not necessarily doing something terribly damaging or terribly uh, destructive, terribly wrong, but the fact that you're asking the question, that says something, it means that you you have a certain amount of awareness, and you're ready to hear an answer, and that's why I've I've heard this about different questions in the past, where people ask me questions, and I I maybe came across a little too critical. And some, some of these people wonder, like, you know, okay, so, you know, based on what the person is asking, well, what's the big deal? Is that, is that so bad? Don't don't many people make that mistake? And the answer is that, yes, many people make a mistake. And it's not necessarily so bad. And I wouldn't necessarily give a talk about it just to catch people not, not being the perfect people that they should be, and I'm not either perfect. But if somebody's asking a question, like, is this right or is this wrong? Which means there's a certain amount of awareness that brought a person to that question. Then, then there's reason to assume that, yeah, for someone like you who understands it, um, you know, it's worthwhile pointing out that really it's wrong and that's the idea of even if you know, previously or for somebody who doesn't know better it's not terrible it really isn't terrible but if you ask the question then sometimes the answer is yes if you're aware that being a good spouse being a good husband being a good wife being a good parent means that maybe I shouldn't be doing this maybe I shouldn't be uh, on my phone so much maybe I shouldn't uh, be coming across critical or controlling maybe I shouldn't then the answer is you're right you shouldn't well is it terrible if I do? no it's not terrible But we're not just here to do things that aren't uh, terrible. We're here to, you know, to definitely learn and grow and see what it is that we could do to improve. And that's just, you know, as time goes on and people want to perfect themselves and better themselves and be better at what they do, there's always room for improvement. And it doesn't have to mean that anything was wrong in order to improve. So let me read a question that somebody sent in. Okay, thanks. Thank you so much for I'm really gaining from them. My question is as follows: Somebody mentioned to me that because I appreciate. Uh, when people compliment me, and I, I read the compliments, and I thank people for it, so he says, maybe that's why people are complimenting you. you know, most most letters start off with some kind of thank you. And I said, that's fine. I'm, I'm trying to help people understand that compliments are good and appreciated. And of course, you shouldn't be just be doing it to me. This is something that you should obviously be um, complimenting your spouse or whoever it is that you want to make feel good as well. Interestingly, I'm just remembering now somebody said something that they were at a certain a certain event and different people were giving money to somebody for a certain uh, cause. He said, I didn't have any money on me, and I wasn't able, I'm not one that's able to contribute, but I figured, you know what, without the money, a compliment I can give. And he gave a big compliment to the one that was taking care of the event, and he said, you know, I can't say that uh, the compliment was more than the money, because obviously there was a lot of money necessary, but I can tell you, definitely tell you that he enjoyed that compliment very much. And it's true, compliments are, are often more than money. So sometimes people think about buying gifts and things like that, you know, you give a compliment to someone. It's definitely that. So, yes, thank you for my share. I, I appreciate hearing that. And I appreciate hearing that people are benefiting from them. Okay, my question is as follows. I've been taking care of most things in the house. When we got married, my husband agreed and wanted that. But I'm working on relinquishing control and letting him take charge. I bought something, but we aren't using it anymore, and my husband asked me if he can give it to his friend. I want to say yes, which I did, because I wanted to be and feel like the boss in the house, but it's hard for me for a few reasons. Firstly, I'm protective of, the things, of my things, and I'm afraid that I might need it again, then have to spend again. Also, it's not so nice, but this friend makes me nervous. I'm afraid of ideas he's giving my husband, like you could or should learn to drive now because now it's your wife's job to do the errands, so by you driving, you'll be able to learn more. And other, and other things hurt me, which is not nice of me. I also sometimes feel challenged, like when I would be schmoozing with my husband and then this friend calls. I know my husband thinks very highly of him, and I don't like when he praises him to me. I guess when my husband praises his friend to me. Really it's more the money and my stuff issue that's bothering me about giving back, or giving to to his friend this thing that that he bought. My husband realized that my feelings aren't 100%, and he doesn't want me to feel bad in 20 years or less or more, so he's asking me again if I'm sure that it's okay, that he gives it away, or he should just forget it. How should I respond? I want to say yeah, and I hope that I won't be upset one day in the future. Should I explain how I feel, or will that take away from saying yes? My heart is not 100% in it, but I think I should say yes. If I explain, he might say, forget it. But he keeps asking me to be nice. But it's getting hard for me to say yes again and again, and I'm afraid I'll just say no. I hope I make myself clear. I apologize for slipping on my question. I guess it's emotional and not just logical. Thank you in advance. Okay, so first of all, like I often mention, if is time-sensitive, I hope you're not relying on my classes for this, because, you know, if you're stuck between saying yes or no, and you're going to wait three, three months to get an answer in a class, then obviously that's not uh, very helpful. But the reason why we're talking about this in public is because obviously it's not only relevant to you. There are many people that might be finding themselves in similar situations and similar feelings. Now, it might seem like the part about you know, holding on to this thing that my husband wants to give away and the money and and the aggravation I might have one day that I gave it away, and the fact that his friend irks me, and then when he picks up calls and things like that, it it might look a little unrelated. But I think that it's important when a questioner gives, you know, this kind of background and details, because I think it really is related. I think a lot of this, you know, I think these different details definitely uh, give me some insight into what's going on over here. And very much of what you mentioned here, which I'll point out to Mr. is... Is emotional. Very, very much what you're mentioning is emotional. I, I don't think you're trying to explain to me you know, logically why it doesn't make sense to give it away, or it doesn't make sense to give it away, or why why the, his friend's ideas are really wrong or right. It doesn't sound like you're trying to prove any of that, or that you even believe that that's something logically wrong. I think you you understand that these are feelings, and you've mentioned it you know a few times. And the first thing I want to mention is that emotions are fine and everyone's entitled to their emotions, I don't think anyone should ever feel guilty for feeling a certain way. And I, I talk about this often. You shouldn't feel bad about feeling something, you shouldn't deny feeling something. Two very important points. You shouldn't make believe you don't feel something when you do, because it's like, then feelings don't go away when you deny them. And secondly, you shouldn't feel guilty for feeling something. You're only human, and we're all human, and emotions play a very big role in who we are, and, and, and what we do, and how we behave. One thing that's important, however, is to understand that emotions are relatively personal, Relatively personal, right? It's my feelings about how I feel about things that are going on in my life, and that's fine. And when those emotions roll over into interpersonal relationships, the way I'm feeling, you know, now it will affect how, how I'm feeling about other people and how I behave toward other people, how I interact with other people. And, and everything about my relationships become emotional. It's all about how I'm feeling. That's how we relate to each other. That, that's when it becomes a problem. And that's when we am you know, conflict, relationship conflict. You know, um, come about, when when emotions take over, and I talk about this often, I wrote a book about this, Um, if people would be dealing with relationships logically, now obviously strictly logically is not possible because we're all uh, humans, we're all creatures of emotion, I'm saying if people would go about differences that they have and and difficulties or challenges that come up in a logical way, I don't think anyone would ever um, get into serious conflict, ever because as big as the problem is there's always a logical way to deal with it which is usually what a third party or some objective person would be able to, would be able to help you with come up with a logical way of either compromising or giving in or, or, or dealing with a problem it's when we get emotional about things and that's, that's when that's when issues turn into problems that's when relatively relatively simple um, things turn into big challenges so based on what you're writing to me how do you feel about your husband's friend and how you feel about something that you gave away, or how you feel about uh, you know, having your quality time disturbed, these are all emotional, and it's important to understand. These, these are how I feel. How am I supposed to deal with my emotions, which is basically what you're asking. I'm just trying to point it out and make that clear. So let me say this. You, know, you start off mentioning, I'll, I'll, do it, I'll take it point by point. You start off mentioning that I've been taking care of most of the things in the house, because when we got married, my husband agreed with that and wanted it. And now I'm working on relinquishing control and letting him take charge. Okay, so let me just, um, you know, stop over here for a minute. Recently, I think I, I said a class on, on something about, I don't know if it was financial uh, responsibilities and, and something where somebody asked if it's okay if the woman takes care of it my husband wants it that way, etc. I think for the most part, when things are agreed on, especially if they're wanted, but even they just agreed on, when we got married, my husband agreed that this is how it should be, that you were taking care of most things in the house, um, that's fine. Most issues are not the issues that, that, that are there, that, that it looks like it is. It's most often how people feel about it or if people are okay with it. You'd be surprised that some people are okay with very much and some people are not okay with anything. So now if a husband and wife are okay with the wife taking care of things, or the wife paying the bills, or the wife taking care of the bank account, for example, or the wife's okay with the husband doing things that maybe in most houses a woman does, but she's okay with it. I'm not talking about what she dumps it on her husband. I'm talking about what she's okay with the fact that he'll make certain decisions, which maybe most women would want to you know, feel better about making them themselves. That's fine. Now, it's funny to notice that there are some homes, and, and sometimes I talk about issues that somebody, somebody's bothered with, and other people tell me, you know, I don't know, I've seen this in my marriage, I have the same issue it doesn't bother me at all. And that's fine. If it doesn't bother you, it's fine. And there are, it's very important to, to remember this. You know, one of the reasons that's brought why we sharpen the knife to cut the challah Friday night, right? Shachamurah says you're supposed to sharpen the knife. Today, a lot of people don't have those knives that you can even sharpen. One of the reasons you're supposed to sharpen it, so we bring it, because it's in your and bias. You want to cut a nice piece of challah. You don't want to be all crummy and uh, you know not neat. I remember somebody asked me once. It doesn't does really make any sense. I mean, which woman would really care if the challah if the challah was cut nice or not? The husband make sure that he he sharpened the blade so it cuts nicely. If it's not cut nice, she'll get offended. And the answer is, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen women that have a problem with it. I make challah, I put an effort, and you give me a piece that doesn't look nice. Now, is there something wrong with the not nice piece, or something right about the nice piece? Not necessarily, but if there's people that it bothers, then it bothers them. If you're bothered by something, like I said before, you don't have to deny it, and if your spouse is bothered by something, you have to be upset about it. So, if you're taking care of things in your house, and your husband's not okay with that, it's a problem especially if you're calling it controlling, now you're relinquishing control, you shouldn't be controlling things that your spouse is not okay with. If, if your spouse is okay with it, then, then that's fine. Now, unfortunately, there are people that are even okay and, and tolerate abusive uh, behaviors which shouldn't be tolerated. But for the most part, there's something about being okay with something and not being okay with something. And in your marriage, you should look to see what it is that your spouse is not okay with and make sure that, that you're not violating those things. There are people that, that come home late from shul and it's only five minutes late and the spouse goes crazy why are you coming home so late? I see so many people came home early already now is that nice? is that controlling? it's not preferable to catch someone in five minutes but if it means something to your spouse to your wife then maybe you should go home right away after that maybe she's hungry and you'll see what about that guy he sits in the show for an hour and learns with his boys or hangs around and makes kids or whatever if his wife is fine with that either because she's napping or because she ate something or because the kids are playing outside and she doesn't mind or she's more tolerant or she's more understanding or whatever that's fine as well so very often it's important to realize that when things are agreed upon and wanted they're okay. That's just one point that I, wanna, that I want to the, you know, point out. Now, you're working on relinquishing control and letting him take charge. Now, it's beautiful first of all that you're working on it. And I mean it, I don't, don't want to sound uh, cynical. You're working on relinquishing control. I think it's wonderful. You shouldn't be controlling things especially if it's you know, your husband and he should be at least as in control as you are about things going on at home. Um, and, and it's very important. And now he's asking you if he could give something away, something that was bought and you don't use anymore. Now, I understand it might be hard to work on relinquishing control, but please remember, you're not his mommy. A very important point. I, I don't know, if sometimes when it comes to... Uh, people tell me that I, I sound pro-men when I talk about this. You're not his mommy. A wife is not a mommy of a husband. Now, if a husband is a tati or not, that that's debatable. But a wife is certainly not a mommy. So... It's nice that he let you control certain things, and it's nice that you're working on relinquishing really control. But if he's asking you permission to throw something out or to give something away, again, it's nice to take your wife seriously and to be considerate how she feels and to ask her if she's okay with you giving away something because she might need it. But if something she doesn't need or it's something that you, the wife, don't need, and your husband's asking you permission, I mean, he doesn't have to ask you permission. So if he's doing so, see that as a nice gesture on his part. But don't don't look at it like, should I give him permission or not? And I hate it. I hate this this um, I hear this uh, expression often, like, I didn't let him, I didn't let him, should I let him? I don't know. He's not, he's not your child. It's, it's just so important to remember that. And this is a, it's an old mistake with women more, uh, more so like, giving permission to a husband. Uh, but Bahlal, I think it's, it's a typical boundary issue where sometimes it's just important to remember and in many years, I'm talking about here in this specific situation, where you're not giving people permission to do things. They're allowed to do whatever they want. Now, it even goes the other way around. Husbands shouldn't always be giving permission to their wife. Uh, a wife has her issues, and a husband has his issues, and finally somebody does something. Now, if you're considerate enough to bring it up, and to mention it, and to take someone's feelings into consideration, and not just to do things on your own, and work your own schedule, and, and make all your own uh, decisions, that's wonderful, that's how it should be. Relationship means we take each other seriously, we, we take each other's feelings into account, we're careful about each other, we want to make sure that before I give something away, you don't need it, and things like that. But the idea of getting permission... Which would sound like relinquishing control, where I'm really in control. So if you want to do something, you have to ask me, even when it's really maybe just fine if you do it on your own. It's just something to think about. Okay? I don't want to sound I don't want to make it sound like husbands should be giving things away and wives should be giving things away and what belongs to who and who's really in charge and what is the third thing. So the idea of I'm working in relinquishing control and, and I wanna say that he could do it and, and I don't know if I should. You know, if if it's your child, it's one thing. I don't know if you want to control every everything they do, but it's one thing. But if it's your husband I think it's a, it's a, it's a different issue. And, and getting back to what I said before, you know, this is this is a self awareness issue. Somebody, somebody realizes, you know, I might be a little too controlling. Forget about why it started because he wanted it that way, or, or I'm working on it. And I'm saying in general, if listening to this class makes you realize, you know, maybe I am a little too controlling. Maybe there are so many decisions that I just give my opinion about and I don't let someone do things on their own, just because I have this feeling about something. Not, it could be you could. It could be someone's asking you nicely. It could be it's fine if you say. I don't want this. I do want that, but sometimes it's just too much. And if you're self-aware, like I can start off with you realize, you know, maybe it is. Then the answer is, yeah, it is. Now, if you're not self-aware, and you often ask me, you can give me away, and you decide not that. That's fine. It's, it's not. It's not terrible. But if you're asking the question, you realize that maybe I'm just holding on to too much. Maybe I'm holding on to too much in this relationship. Maybe I should let people breathe. <laughs> maybe I should let people do what they want. I think that's that's um, that, that's important. And like I said, you don't have to deny your feelings. You're allowed to to admit that you're feeling challenged by this friend of his. And you're allowed to admit that you might one day regret giving something away and and still be okay with it. And that's where we have to work, all of us, we work on using our logic to overcome our emotions. I know that I'm emotional about this. I know how I feel about it. And I still know that it really makes sense. And I know that somebody else told me that I shouldn't shouldn't take it so seriously. It's bothering me. It's bothering me. And I still shouldn't take it so seriously. I shouldn't let my... Behavior and my decision and my attitude depend on how I feel. I'm allowed to feel. I'm allowed to do things differently than how I feel. So now, the parts that are relevant, the parts that are, let's say, for example, you, you spend quality time with your husband, and his friend calls him, right? He's disturbing your conversation. You wish your husband wouldn't pick up the phone then. That's fine. That's fine. I think it even makes sense. It's not only emotional. It makes sense. No, we're enjoying time together, and uh, you know, trying to try to communicate, trying to discuss things or listen to each other or just spend time together enjoy each other's presence if somebody else is disturbing you could bring it up if you don't discuss it you don't say what's bothering you and he might not realize that it's bothering you that's a problem you got to communicate You've got to communicate why, why why, are you not saying something? so just keep it bottled up in you and then when he wants to give something away that's when you, you know, that's when you let your emotions take over say no don't, don't give away that toaster oven hi hey, we have three other ones don't give it away you know why? because that friend calls in when we're having conversations but you're not saying that part so he's going to keep on calling in during the conversations, and you can hold on to the toaster oven, and your husband doesn't feel bad that he can't give it away. well oh, for what? Because something's bothering you. Discuss it. You gotta say it. If people don't communicate, that's a problem, and, and that's when you know sometimes it's just it's just a, just a, a joke coming to mind that somebody mentioned yeah, now on paisach. I'll say it briefly. You know, so somebody was doing midikas comments A woman calls calls the the roof on the telephone. The rabbi, you know, my husband just did the decathlon. He's only found nine pieces. He says, Oh, did the tenth piece have a kezai's? She says, Yeah. So, says, Well, you got to look for it. Tell your husband, you got to keep on looking. She calls back two hours later. And he says, Rabbi, what do I do? He's looking for two hours already. He moved the furniture. And you know, another, he still didn't find it. He says, You sure it had a I said, Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. You got to keep on looking. He's called back another two hours later. He already ripped up the carpet. He turned over the house. He's peeling the paint. He didn't find it. Can I please give him a hint and tell him where I put it? And you know, when I heard this this, this, this is a typical miscommunication uh, problem. First of all, where a woman is not explaining her question to the rabbi, but just like if you don't communicate, you don't tell people things, you, you just keep it in yourself, then yeah, you're cause a problem. So if something is bothering you, you don't like that he has picks picked up the phone. You don't have to resent his friend, and you don't have to resent him. And you don't have to get angry about it. You can say something. It's fine. And don't say it in a challenging way. Don't say it in a hurtful way. Tell your husband, listen, I know you have a good friend, I know you like spending time with him. Um, If you don't mind, when we're sitting together, whether it's at night, it has to be reasonable, whether it's from 8 to 9, or half hour after supper, or during supper, or when we walk, or whatever it is, if you you cannot pick up to anyone, you don't have to mention this friend by name, just don't pick up to anyone. It will mean so much to me. Some people, when they discuss things, they get challenging, and they get intimidating, and they get hurtful, and Proving where the other person's wrong and, and making people feel bad and, and just giving out all their emotions to someone else. Again, there's the logical part and the emotional part. The part that you don't like the friend or the fact the fact that you don't like different things that he's telling your husband, that's the emotional part. The fact that it would be nice if you spend quality time without being disturbed, that's logical. That makes sense. So, so don't intertwine the two and, and give over a hurtful attitude or just bottle it up within yourself. I think it's important to differentiate those things. And, to, you know, to feel intimidated by someone else's relationship or someone else's friendship. Again, it's, 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 it's typical, and it's emotional. Okay? The fact that I don't like this person's influence, I don't like this friendship, I don't like this relationship, I'm feeling challenged by it, I'm feeling intimidated by it, I'm feeling jealous of it. It's all emotional. It doesn't sound like there's too much going on that's really a problem. Now, there are relationships that are problematic, and even then there's boundary issues of you can't control who somebody relates to. But sometimes just realize, you know, I don't like it, it do- doesn't feel good, this, this um, friendship, but maybe it's not so bad maybe it's really not so bad, even though I still don't like it. I don't have to deny how I feel, and I can still come to terms with the fact that it's fine, this is who he chooses to be friends with, as long as nothing's really affecting me, as long as nothing is uh, being done that's, that's too challenging to me personally, then, then I, th- I think it should be fine. Now, I'll just mention one more issue, which I don't think is even the the topic really here, and that is what you mentioned, about my stuff and my money, and you know, if you give something away, and I won't have it anymore, 20 years from now, you mm-hmm. mentioned oh, that, so a little... Um, Exaggerating, but yeah, maybe one day I will regret giving something away. Now I don't know if it's a typical hoarding issue or it's strictly an emotional issue with your husband's friend, but there are definitely people that that are hoarders. There are definitely people that can't throw anything away. They have closets full of stuff. Now, when it comes you know, to a cleaning, that's when you notice how much you're hoarding. And there, there, are, there are there are support groups for hoarders, by the way. And again, I don't think there's anything, you know, out of bounds. Um, I'm just mentioning the fact that sometimes people want to hold on to things because I, mo- I might one day regret giving it away. I think that's a typical hoarding issue, and it's fine to give things away. It makes sense. I might one day regret it, so you'll regret it. <laughs> you regret a lot of things, you know. But if your husband wants to give it away now, he'll feel good giving it away now. So he has some um, instant uh, pleasure from this thing by giving it away. And you don't know if you'll need it. I think it's just such an important and typical idea to just prioritize and know what it is that you do need and what it is that you don't need. You know, keep on storing and filling up your house with, with a bunch of junk. Now, if neither of you mind it, you have a lot of places, one thing. But he wants to give it away and he'll appreciate giving it away and you're going to try to convince yourself subconsciously you might, uh, you know, what's really resistance is really his friend but you might one day regret it. I think it's important to to understand that. And and talking about hoarding, there's that emotional hoarding as well where people hoard all kind of old memories and all kind of old resentments and all kind of hurt feelings and they just are hoarders and they bring it up when they need it and they have it stored away. I don't want to forgive. You know, what if one day I'll, I'll have to bring this up against you? They keep files and storages. You know, some people, when you ask them, oh, you forgive me? I'll try. It's very hard. Very often. It's not, it's not so much that it's hard to forgive. And sometimes it is. I'm not saying it's not. Sometimes, sometimes all it is, you know, if I say I forgive you, it means I'll never be able to use it against you, right? If I say I forgive you, it means that it's over and done with. Forgive and forgotten. Uh, that's, that's too much. I'll try, I'll try to forgive you. It's very hard. Like this, if you mess up again, I can say, you know, and you did it then. And I'm still working on forgiving, but I couldn't get rid of it. So talking about hoarders, there are people that don't just hoard um, papers and clippings and, 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 and toaster ovens, they hoard negative emotions that cause resentment and, and doesn't let them move on. So, yeah, you know, I, I mentioned a bunch of different ideas. Um, the common denominator is that a lot of these ideas, obviously, whether it's relinquishing control or being intimidated by somebody's relationship with another person or just hoarding things and being afraid that you might regret throwing it away one day, these are all emotions None of them really make that much sense. And the parts that do, like I said, you deal with. The parts that do make sense. But the parts that don't make sense, the part that just is how I feel, it's so important to just know what it is. See it for what it is. This is how I feel. It's not necessarily reality. It's not necessarily logic. I'm not going to impose this on anyone else. And I'm going to try to do what I could. That this shouldn't disrupt my relationship. I'm trying not to convince myself that this is real. And that's why... You know, I shouldn't let someone else get away with it. I shouldn't let someone else do this or, or be involved in something that I'm feeling not good about. And, and we're able to compartmentalize how we feel and not let that roll, on, roll over into our relationships. And we're, we're aware of, yeah, maybe this is a problem, even if it's not a terrible problem. You know, slowly, we work on how we feel. We work on resolving our own feelings. We work on not being overtaken by them. And my wish is helps us live together. I have a shame.